Bible lesson is what we call it in kids' classes. We call it a sermon in adult groups. I don't know why, but we're going to call it a kids' lesson. We're going to call it a lesson today. And so we need the kids. I need the kids to come up and help me out today. So, I mean, I mean kids, sixth graders. So we'll say sixth graders on down. You want to come up? Look at, come on up, guys. Sixth graders on down. Come on up and sit in a big circle right down here. We'll move this thing a little more. Sixth graders. Oh, we're gonna get down on the floor. I went skiing yesterday and my body hurts. Oh, so you. I'm not the only one. Is there any other kids that want to come up? I'm looking to see if there's any other kids. College kids can come up too if they want. Make Hazel come up. All right. You're not a college kid, but you'll we'll take we'll take you. Hazel, you're welcome too. Seventh graders and eighth graders can come. Okay, she's coming too. You heard your name? You heard your name? All right. Hello, everybody. Hold what where did you got going on here? So when I came up on stage earlier today, I noticed something unusual on the stage. Does anybody see anything? That, that, what is it? The present. Oh, my goodness. Liam, would you get the present for me? Can you drag it on over here? It's heavy. What kind of present is this? Does anybody tell me what kind of present this is? It's a Christmas present. I think somebody must have forgot a Christmas present on stage. Huh. Oh, look, there's a tag on it. It says, to the PFC kids. I wonder who that is. Who are the PFC kids? You guys are the PFC kids? Oh, Pullman Foursquare Church. That's the PFC. It gets so confusing sometimes. I wonder why it's still here. And it says, for... Epiphany. Epiphany? You guys ever heard that word before? No. no. Okay, Amelia says yes because she lives in my house. <laughs> epiphany. Can you say epiphany? Epiphany. You almost can? You want to try it? Go for it. Epiphany. Let's try it. Uh, it's not happening. That's okay. Epiphany. It's a weird word, isn't it? It's a weird word. Do you guys know what it is? No. Anybody? So epiphany is a very special word that describes a holiday. A holiday. You ever heard of a the holiday called epiphany? Like, you know, Martin Luther King Day, right? And you know Valentine's Day. And you know St. Patrick's Day. What do you do on St. Patrick's Day? You wear green or else, right? You get pinched. Or you get pinched. We know all of these different holidays. Well, the church has its own holidays. Did you know that? Our church has a set of its own holidays, just like a lot of churches around the world. So at Christmas time, before Christmas, we celebrate Advent. Remember Advent? It's all about waiting for Jesus to come. And then we celebrate Christmas. And what do we do on Christmas? We celebrate Jesus' birth. And then after Christmas comes 12 days of Christmas. We haven't done that yet, but maybe next year we'll do 12 whole days of Christmas. Wouldn't that be cool? Think of all the presents your parents will have to buy you. <laughs> That'd be amazing, huh? Yeah, they're all excited. Sorry, parents. Uh, and then after that is this season called Epiphany. And Epiphany, it's like on Christmas, you get all kinds of Christmas presents under the tree, right? There's all these Christmas presents. 
But do you know what's inside those presents? No, you don't know what's inside those presents. When do you discover what's inside those presents? Christmas morning when you open them, exactly, when you open them. And so that's what an epiphany is. See, there's this thing, it's all wrapped up, you don't know what it is, You've, you do, it's always been there, but when you open it, you have this moment of, aha, that's what this is, that's what's inside this thing. And so this is a gift, it says specifically for epiphany. It says there's something in here. What do you think's in here? A basketball. Anybody else? A new toy. A new toy. What, do, what do you think it is, Tenny? I have no idea. A new game? A kid? It's not a person? She says it's not a person. It's a rubber chicken. There's no, I don't, there's no cat in here either. What would happen if we opened it? We would see what's in there. You guys want to open it? Yeah. Do you? You know what? On Christmas, you know what we parents always do? We make you wait to open the present, don't we? Yeah. Oh, we're going to wait a minute to see what's in there. But how about we open a different gift? Is it open a different gift? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm bait and switching you guys. This is not nice. So, see this thing? You know what this is? Yeah. It's a Bible. And a Bible is kind of like a Christmas tree because inside of it's all kinds of gifts for us to unwrap and find out what they mean and to find out what's been going on all along that we didn't understand. And so we're going to read a Bible story because that's a part of Epiphany is we tell stories from the Bible that go, you know, so Jesus was born, but nobody knew what was in that gift, did they? They didn't understand this little baby was something special, was the Son of God. Mary did, but not very many people did. And so they have an epiphany. They have this, whoa, this aha moment when they understand who he is. And so there's all these stories that do that for us. And I'm going to read one of them to you on this little blue, my little blue marker here. Now, this is one of your parents' favorite Bible stories. This is, yeah, it really is. It's, every parent absolutely loves this Bible story. It means it's one of my favorite. But adults, you guys are going to be with me on this one. You're all, I know we're talking to the kids up here, but you're going to be with me on this one. It's one of your favorite Bible stories. Because it happens at a wedding. Who likes weddings? Anybody like weddings? Yuck! Oh, you like weddings? Weddings are wonderful, aren't they? So you play wedding? Well, you could do this at your wedding play game sometime, okay? You, maybe you can do this story at your next time you play wedding. Does that sound like fun? Here it goes. I'm going to read it to you, okay? And then I'll kind of explain it as we go a little bit. So this is a story about Jesus going to a wedding. It says this, On the third day, there was a wedding in this place called Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. So Jesus went to a wedding with his mom and some of his friends. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. And when the wine gave out, so at a wedding, they have a lot of wine. They drink wine. At big, the adults drink wine. This is why parents love this one. Okay. And the mother of Jesus said to, to, said to Jesus, they have, the wine is, or this is, sorry, I messed it up. They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, never say this to your mom. Said, Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that of me? My hour has not yet come. Don't ever say that to your mom. You will get in so much trouble because you're not Jesus. Apparently Jesus can say this. So Jesus' mom says, Jesus, the wine is gone. And Jesus says, 
what uh, what does that have to do with me? I, I it's not my wedding. It's not my party. And so his mom is standing there, and there's some servants. It says his mother said to the servants who are standing there, "Do whatever he tells you to do." Did Jesus say he was going to do anything? No. But he she said like, "You're going to do this." You have your parents ever done that to you? You're going to do it anyway. And so Jesus, uh, as it says, now there were standing there six stone water jars, great big water jars for the Jewish purification rites, each holding 20 to 30 gallons of water. So these are really big jugs of water for taking a bath, okay, bath jugs. And uh, Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. How do you think that's going to go? They need wine. What they got is water in a shower jar. Okay? It is, it is a bathtub full of water. And Jesus says, take some of the water out of the bathtub and take it to the guy in charge of the party. How do you think this is going to go? You say good. You know the story. Everybody else is like, it's bath water. Nobody drinks bath water. It's bad. And here's, here's what it says. When the steward, did you drink your own bath water? Don't do that. Here's what it said. When the, it's the best? Ooh. All right. Okay, that was funny. So when the steward, when the guy in charge tasted the water, it had become wine. It wasn't bath water anymore. It was wine. And he did not know where it had come from, though the servants had, who had drawn in the water knew. And the steward called to the bridegroom, and he said, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then all the bad wine to the guests after they have drank the good wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Weird story, huh? You guys understand why it's your parents' favorite story in the Bible? Jesus turns bath water, dirty bath water, into wine. That's my favorite story. It's your favorite story now? It's a pretty good story. Yeah. So here's in this story, we see some pretty weird things going on, don't we? I got to figure out where in the world I'm at. Here we go. What do we learn from this story in the Bible? If we, like, unwrap this little, little gift that's in there, what do we get out of it? Maybe that Jesus likes good wine. Maybe. Maybe that Jesus likes weddings. Anybody think Jesus likes weddings? Seems like it. How about this one? Jesus always obeys his mom. Is that the lesson for the kids today? You think you guys, this is it? You need to go home and I just, boy, you're just going to put this into practice. You guys all just obey your moms this week. How many moms think this is like a good message right here? That's a loophole. That's a loophole. She says, does it mean that you not listen to your dad? It's a loophole. How about this? Here's, here's what I think that God is saying to us when we unwrap this little thing, the thing that go, oh, this is what it is. I think is that God likes to work in unlikely places with unlikely people, places you'd never expect it to happen, things you would never expect to happen with people you would never expect, expect to happen. Do you want to open this gift? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Let's, let's, let's start with this. What, let's see what we got in here. It's a cup. Is this the lousiest gift ever? Well, let's, let's see what else might be in here. Let's see what else might be in here. 
What is this bathwater? Club soda. Club soda. Can you hold this for me for a second? This is this is dramatic. Okay, there we go. We got it open. All right. With a port, since the since the gift came with this and a cup, I assume one goes in the other. Since there's a cup and a, and we put some of this in this in here. All right. Let's. All right. I need I need a volunteer. Does somebody want to drink this? All right, all right, over here. We have you drink. Just take a sip. Tell me how that tastes. It tastes fizzy. Can you? I guess you guys are related, so you can. <laughs> but we're not going to go passing it around to everybody else. Okay, here you go. Let me have the cup back. That's bath water. That's bath water. Yeah, it, it tastes bad, doesn't it? It doesn't taste very good by itself. Oh, man. So I wonder what that's all in there for. It doesn't taste good, but Jesus used water. His water wasn't fizzy, but it was just water, and he turned it into something really good. Maybe there's something else in here. Oh, look what else was in here. It is a flavor. And now it's turning into wine. Let's see if I can do this. Now look, it's one. You know what? I think there's something else in here. There's some half and half. Yes. Half and half is the stuff that Casey said she could have now. Let's see. We'll put a little bit of cream in there. Ooh, now look at that. Doesn't that look delicious? All right. Do you want to try it now? Tell me how it tastes. Yes, it has dairy. You can't have it now? Did I ruin it for you? Well, we'll make you one later without dairy. It tastes good now. Yeah. Pretty amazing, huh? So, this sign that Jesus made was very special for his disciples, it says at the end. Those are the people that follow Jesus, the people that loved him. And Jesus took something as plain and as ordinary as this water and turned it into something wonderful. He turned it into something really, really special. And that's what God does over and over again. He takes really ordinary things and he changes them into something special just to show how good he is to the people around him. The sign in this book, it, this miracle, was specifically for the people who followed him. And guess who that is today? It's you guys. It's your parents. It's the people in this room. We are all people who follow Jesus. And Jesus gave us the sign to show us that God is going to take something really ordinary like water and turn it into something really special like an Italian soda. And he's going to do it by his power, not by using strawberry syrup. <laughs> and here's a funny thing. Jesus didn't do this miracle in front of a whole bunch of people. Did you know that? It just says there was a few of his disciples and, his, and some servants there. You know what? Some of you guys could have been the servants in this story. Did you know that? Little children would serve at, at weddings to make a little bit of money for their family sometimes. 
So it might be eight years old or nine years old, and you're bringing food to the tables, and you're helping clean up. So there might have been some older servants, and there might have been some little kids, but there was just a few people that nobody was supposed to notice. Because you ever go to a restaurant? You're not supposed to see the waiter, right? Your water is just always full, and you keep drinking. You're like, i got to go to the bathroom. Why is this thing still full? And they just keep filling it up, filling it up, and then you disappear. You're not supposed to see servants. And so Jesus pulls the servants together, the people nobody sees, and a few of his friends and disciples, and he says, look, I'm making something really special out of something really ordinary, just like this Italian soda. That's pretty cool, huh? i got to find where I'm at. Hmm? No. <laughs> so, God is doing something really special with unlikely things, things you would never expect, like water. But he's also doing it in really unlikely places, places you would never expect. You know where this happened? In a closet. Yeah, Jesus did a miracle in a closet that was storing a bunch of water jars. They're just water jars, just a bathtub. It was like the bathroom. And he's in the, he goes into the bathroom and does this miracle in a place you would never expect. Where would you... It's bath water in the bathroom, exactly. Where would you guys expect God to be? If God was going to be anywhere, where would you think he'd be? He'd be in a big city, a temple. Where else do you guys think God would be? Where would God go? Yeah. God would go somewhere outside. Where? to death eventually but that's not something we're talking about today you got one more where where is it where would god be at church at church good answer we expect god to be at church right we expect god to be in the big places but here we have god in a really unlikely place a bathroom a closet a storage room little places where nobody sees and he's saying to his disciples guess what guys everybody expects god in the big things Everybody expects God to show up to the big people. Everybody expects God to show up to all the leaders and the, and the pastors and the religious people. But instead, God's going to show up to the children and the servants and the small people and the people that aren't educated and that nobody expects. And he's going to do things in little hidden tiny places where you would never, ever look. So here's the thing I want you to remember today. If you're ever in a spot and you think that God for certain is not there. It feels like there's no way God is ever here. It's just so horrible. I want you to guess again. Because this tells us that God is there. He's in the places that you would never, ever expect. And so we have to be on the lookout. Can you guys do binoculars with your hands? You know how to do that? Parents, you can participate as well. Some binoculars out there. Kids, make sure your parents are doing the binoculars. So when we get into places where we're like, hey, God doesn't ever show up, we're going to put our binoculars on, and we're going to be looking, because God shows up in the places you would never, ever expect. Wait a minute. I think I see another gift. I see it. It's right there next to that candle. Do you see it? Do you see it? Why don't you want to grab that? Would you have expected a gift to be right there? No. You saw another one? Oh, you know what that means? 
But God, he's got gifts for us all over the place. We just got to have eyes to see them. Hold on, hold on, come back, come back. (laughs) We're almost there. I'm going to let you guys go get them in just a minute because all over this room there are gifts. And you can each have one and maybe two, even you guys. Yeah. And these gifts are to help you remember to look out No matter how small you might feel, no matter how unimportant you might feel, sometimes God thinks you're very special, and you are very important, and that goes for adults too. No matter how old we get, God sees us as very special, and that's why he gives us gifts. But we have to keep our eyes out for him, don't we? You saw that gift? Then you get this gift. There you go. So I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm going to send us out to go and get all these gifts Okay, and then we're going to have Italian sodas on the backspace. Does that sound pretty great? To remember that God does unusual things with unusual, he does good things with unusual things. That didn't come out right, but that's okay. You get the point. You guys have been really good for me today. Our church service is really short today, so we get extra time to have Italian sodas. So at the end of our services in the big church, you guys know something? We say something to adults. We do sing, we do sing, but I say one thing to everybody in this room, and I want to say it to them again. Hazel knows what it is because she's been in here before. The big kids know what it is. So the big kids, you have to tell the little kids what it is that we say in church every Sunday. Can you say it real loud? Jesus loves you, and so do Heidi and Jamie. (laughs) If you didn't hear anything else in my little thing today, know that Jesus actually really loves you and thinks you're very special. And Heidi and I, your pastors, do too. And this church does too. And we are here for you, and we will always love you to the best of our ability. All right? Can we pray real quick? Jesus, I thank you for our kids. I thank you that they aren't left out of the Bible, that there are gifts in the Bible for them, and that they are a gift to us. God, help us to see one another for who we really are, and to see you for what you're doing in the world, and to have eyes that are looking out Uh, for you in the hidden places. In Jesus' name, amen. Hold on, hold on. We always like to sing at the end of a service, and the adults are going to have to sing, but you guys might know the song. If you don't, you get to learn it. And it's very simple. It's called the doxology. Weird word, huh? And it just means, it says this, praise God from whom all blessings flow. So every good gift comes from God. So we're going to sing it together. Adults, can you sing it with us? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Are you guys ready to go find gifts? Go and look for gifts from God. They're all over this room. Everybody else, we're going to have Italian sodas right in the back and hang out. Please join us.